Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. I'm Reek, and I have a favor for you guys, or I am asking of a favor from you guys. I'm trying to get my shit to 500 reviews. I'm at 400 right now. I need you guys, if you're listening to me on your iPhone, now I understand that everybody has Spotify. You probably have uh, an app or a streaming app to make sure everything is in order. I already know how that goes. But please go into the Apple app, the Apple podcast app. Leave a rating for your boy i'm trying to get to 500 ratings yo i'm at 400 i'm 100 away and if i can get 500 ratings in four months i am fucking litty again this is exactly what i need from you guys i'm trying to get lit i'm trying to go to niggas and advertisers be like yo check this out you see how i'm moving i just came out four months ago i have no media push behind me i have no kind of nothing behind me i have no followers behind me but look i got the i got the ears and eyes of the people look Look, 500. Who else? Look at all the other fucking podcasts that have the big machines behind them. They have all kinds of shit. Me, I do a show with no guests and no motherfucking co hosts. 500 fucking reviews. Pay me some money for advertising. That's what I need from you guys. So please hold me down. I definitely would appreciate it. Do I have any other announcements? If I do, them shit's got to wait, nigga, because I don't remember. So, with that being said, we all know the vibes. It is the email segment. Oh, I do have another motherfucking announcement. I'm doing Reek Week. It's fucking happening. Let me just look at a calendar, see what's happening with it. And from the 25th to the 30th, you will have a motherfucking podcast from me, big baby. You understand me? No motherfucking shortcuts, nigga. It's happening. So I'm going to speak to y'all niggas on the 25th, the 26th, the 27th, the 28th. Which day is the fucking, what day is Thanksgiving anyway? I need to fucking, yeah, the 28th. I'm going to give y'all a podcast on Thanksgiving. Then I'm going to give you a podcast on Black Friday. Then I'm going to give you a podcast. Oh, my man's getting engaged. He's having an engagement party that day. I'm glad I looked at this calendar. Yeah, so it's Liddy again, so... If you thought I was fronting last month, I told you guys I was doing shit with the polls and all that, but I'm not fronting. Reek Week is happening in a major way. Now, as I was saying earlier, if it's a motherfucking 13.3 or if you see anything with point three, it's email day. So with that being said, without further ado, I'm going to read an email from Chris Hardy. Good brother, info for the shout out. Looking for a shout out, my guy. The Insta is Steezus underscore Christ. BHC Clothing and Uneducated Guest Pod coming soon. Thank you, man. You've been a huge fan and I've been able to talk to you uh, one-on-one a couple of times. You are the truth. Yes, indeed. Please make sure that you follow my man, S-T-E-E-S-U-S underscore Christ. I do. I have been uh, speaking with this man. This man is a cool brother. He's a good brother. I'm not familiar with where he's from because i'd be forgetting shit like that but what i will say is every time that we spoke to one another it has been pretty dope so make sure you give that man a motherfucking look all right next motherfucking email coming from t and this is entitled call me t first off congratulations on chasing your dreams i wish you nothing but the best in your endeavors i found out about you on your parents on guys next door those are my guys and i've been listening ever since the reason i wrote in is because a while back you spoke on not understanding why black people 
are excited about awards from those who don't give a fuck about us or making any contributions to the arts grammys oscars emmys etc now i'm no huge fan of tyler perry but due to his recent grand opening of his studio i believe this was a perfect representation of what it looks like when we do what we want to do uh for our own without regard for those who don't really care about us i just hope more of us take notice to what was accomplished by him keep up the good work peace you know i definitely agree and um shout out to mal shout out to ryo and shout out to Mac Wiles, <clears throat> the three-headed monster of the um, Guys Next Door podcast. But yeah, man, check this out. As far as that shit, I really, doesn't, I really just don't understand. But you know what? After further ado, this is what's going on. Life is about leverage. It's one thing that I've learned. That's why I keep asking you niggas to leave ratings and reviews because I can have the leverage to negotiate something higher. Now, what do I mean by that? When you're looking to get an acting gig, when you're looking to get a feature, when you're looking to get a bigger budget, when you're looking to get advertisers, when you're looking to get sponsorships, when you're looking to get bigger venues, when you're looking to get more tour dates, because of how the white society has structured things, if you have Grammy-nominated uh reek as opposed to just reek if you have emmy award winning reek it's kind of like winning the heisman heisman trophy winning xyz now i'm saying now the reason why there's so much merit put into the grammys into the oscars into the emmys because grammy award winning oscar award winning emmy award winning now i'm saying it's more accolades that's attached to your name so you can have leverage to do what you got to do if you are a music artist and you receive a grammy then you can parlay that into more opportunities for yourselves if you are an actor and you get a motherfucking oscar you can parlay that into getting more opportunities you no longer have to audition you can do what you want to do but what i'm saying is in regards to black people specifically i know that bt is run by a white man but there's not too many black or black oriented publications that celebrate us we had the soul train awards soul train awards not too long ago we have the bet awards and then after that um we don't have like the source awards there's no vibe awards there's no none of that shit so it's very we have very few instances to where we're celebrated by blacks with blacks and the thing about tyler perry which is so dope is because they can go to Tyler Perry to utilize his studio as opposed to asking Hollywood, which is something dope. And due to the fact that everybody's saying that Georgia, the state, is, you know, the black mecca because, you know, you have Atlanta, you have all these surrounding towns around Atlanta, whatever have you. As opposed to going to Hollywood, you can set up shop in Atlanta, which is what people are doing. And all these misnomers about you know politics and the industry and all that type of shit if tyler harry if tyler perry can be the person at the top of the food chain i don't know the name of the white man that's the top of the food chain at hollywood if you can get funding from tyler perry and if you can utilize the studio we no longer have to play this hollywood game because it can be for us by what by us similar to what they do in bollywood uh i'm not familiar with what it's called with uh, african made films but i do know in the middle east it's referred to as bollywood and you know you have hollywood and if we can have i don't know I'm, i can't i'm not gonna say something cheesy like black hollywood whatever have you but if we can just all 
put shit together and if Denzel can start shooting shit there, if Will Smith can start shooting shit there, if Eddie Murphy can start shooting shit there, if Samuel L. Jackson can start shooting shit there, Morgan Freeman starts shooting shit there, all these up and coming uh, black directors and actors or whatever have you everybody just locking in with tyler perry shit like yo we in we in tyler perry's lot fuck hollywood we in fucking georgia with it nigga we over there that shit that's the shit that needs to be actually put to the forefront know what i mean i do have understanding as i said earlier as to why grammys emmys whatever have you because it's all about leverage but as far as opportunity is concerned if we can get more niggas like tyler perry to just buy up some land and uh, empty ass Georgia and be like nah nigga we, this is what we doing this is where we making our music this is where we shooting our TV shows this is where we shooting our commercials this is where we shooting our movies this is where we're making clothes it's all I wish Kanye bought that land in Atlanta as opposed to Wyoming we need all black people next to each other the only way that we're gonna rise with each other is if we're next to each other that's the only way it's gonna fucking work there's a reason why there's Chinatown there's a reason why there's Little Italy there's a reason why there's um, I guess Little Russia, whatever have you. All these niggas get together and they build up together. That's the fuck that we need to do. So yes, I want to thank you so much for uh, sending me this email. And what I will say is, when I get my money, I'm gonna fucking create a podcast studio. And if you're black and you have like a little bit of money, we're gonna get you up and popping, my nigga. That's the shit that I'm on. Now I mean the same. I'm throwing these parties. I will make sure that I show everybody how to throw a party. When I get this podcast clicking on some dolo shit, I'm gonna show everybody how to fucking make a podcast. I'm gonna make a whole podcast regime. I'm gonna have advertisers on my back to where I can get your shit sponsored. We're all gonna be making money. It's gonna be our voice, the way that we need to be heard. And that's just the shit that I'm on, my nigga. On some whole G shit, bro. I need to do this. And I'm going to do this, and that's just, I'm so happy that I'm doing this podcast, because I'm telling you niggas what I'm going to do, and you're going to watch it grow. And if you're listening to me for the first time, hello, how are you? My name is Tariq, and I'm a dreamer, and that's how the fuck I'm giving it up. Thank you so much, T. Next motherfucking email. Uh, This shit is a little lengthy, so give me a moment. Please be patient with me, and... I'm going to take, I'm going to ask you guys to take the water break now. If you haven't had any water, please make sure that you drink some. Please make sure you have some readily available because it's all about us getting hydrated out here. You understand me? With that being said, this is coming from V. Your perspective. Good evening, good brother. You can call me V from uh, North Carolina, Charlotte to be exact, with the shades emoji. Great work on the show thus far. My email, unfortunately, is two months late, but better late than never. The scenario I'm curious about is about a video that has been circulating. The artist, formerly known as Kunye, is expressing his disdain for his wife's revealing attire, and she responds, all paraphrasing, that he has built her confidence up to be the woman she currently is. My question to you is, why is this man questioning how his wife, whom he decided to date and marry, even after knowing she had a sex tape and a plethora of almost nude pictures that he himself shared with the world from time to time, why is he now questioning her her revealing attire? Why would said man who met a woman who built her empire on her being very revealing and super sexualized? I only bring this up because the regular Joe does does the same thing and is sadly mistaken, just like Kunye. When will madness stop? Additionally, when did it come? When it come to podcast marketing, spreading the word. Uh, do, 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 do. Just inside the first podcast I get into was Joe Budden's podcast, which I attended his first live show in NY. 
Uh, and then from his pod, I went down a rabbit hole and found the friend zone, the Reese, or same as horrible decisions, the clubhouse, and now the good brother experience. Therefore, I believe you traveled to other pods is how I found about you. So if you continue to visit other pods in addition to your current marketing plan, the numbers will grow. Give it time, friend. Keep the smooth, silky voice content coming. I have to remember to send you a voice note. Maybe next time. Sincerely, V and Charlotte. Um, Yes, please send voice notes because that will be way better than me reading out loud. And I'm going to get to both portions of your email right now. First portion is one with Kanye and secondarily with men that mirror Kanye's sentiments. If you meet a woman who begin naked, they'd be showing the curves. They'd be showing her body. She looks at a body in the mirror, doesn't like a body, goes to the surgeon, gets a new one, looks at that body, eats some food, got some weight, looked at a body again, hmm, don't like it. Surgeon, you gotta run it back. Women like this serve a purpose. Now, you like the woman behind the ex- the exhibitionist type of lifestyle that she was leading. Yes, she built her empire on sucking dick, but prior to her sucking dick, she was uh, definitely in the realms of the E-Channel because she was getting sunned by that white woman. I forgot her name. That t- Paris Hilton. If I'm not mistaken, she was getting soldiered around by Paris Hilton, sucked some dick, shout out to Ray J the legend, and now she's Lydia again. And because you are aware of this, because who the fuck wouldn't be aware of that? That's probably one of the more famous sex tapes of all time between her and R. Kelly. You have to understand what the fuck you're getting into. Now, I've never been a millionaire. I've never been deemed as a creative genius. But if you like the aesthetic of your wife, why the hell would you go against it? But I do believe this all falls in conjunction to what I said about Kanye in a previous, uh, in a previous episodes. He is a conqueror. Once he feels like he conquered something, he moves on to the next thing to see, to see if he can conquer that. As I said earlier, at one point in time, he was in art school. He got the art scholarship. Then he wanted to make beats. Made beats for fucking three summers. Got the Rockefeller. Wanted to rap. Niggas front on him rapping. Made college dropout. After college dropout, started doing music videos. Started doing his thing. Then he did the hour-long thing on... Um, Dark Twisted Fantasy, when he made like that half an hour video for this shit. I he wanted to get into clothes, he was getting fronted on, he got a Nike shoe. He wanted more merit in Nike, them niggas told him the fuck out of here. He did what he had to do, he went to Louis Vuitton, he, he designed a Louis Vuitton shoe. They told him fuck out of here. He was tired of getting told fuck out of here. He was tired of not being, uh, he was tired of not being taken serious as a designer. Locked in in France, did it what he had to do, went $40 million into debt, locked in with Adidas, now he's Lydia again. He was at one point in time. He even said that shit on um, his uh, Life of Pablo album about how he was wilding for the porn. All of a sudden, I I don't fuck with porn. I don't fuck with curse, and I'm into Christ. It's all about him conquering shit. Now, what I believe is, you know what? My name is Kanye West, and I love pornography. My wife has a pornographic film. You know that's all good. I think I love her. You know I got with her. You know, those relationships working out. Let's get married. Yo, your body's beautiful. You're a goddess. You're this. You're my wife. This isn't that. But all of a sudden, because people are not growing in the rapid rate that you're not growing, all of a sudden, things are problematic now. Like, yo, I, I dress like this because it's been the wave, my nigga. I was dressing like this when I was getting sun by Paris Hilton. I was getting sun. I was dressing like this when I was married to those other famous niggas. 
I was dressed like this when I was dating you. I was dressed like this when I was marrying you. I was dressed like this before kid number one. I was dressed like this before kid number two. Dressed like this before kid number three. Dressed like this after kid number three. What the fuck is the problem, my nigga? This is like, I'm staying consistent with who I am. And Kanye's like, nah. And men that are topsy-turvy with other people's life gotta fucking relax. Know what I mean? But he's someone that he lives in his own head and he's very like spur of the moment. Yo, I like this. You know what? Somebody gave me halfway answers about what happened with slavery. Yo, slavery is a choice. Yo, niggas gave me halfway information about Democrats. All of a sudden, yo, you know, we used to be Republicans, right? This is why Donald Trump is a hero. Like this nigga is all over the place. He's someone that takes very minimal information, expounds upon it which he's not really well spoken so him expounding upon shit is incredibly detrimental and the same shit with this fucking uh christian shit like yo i believe i want to serve christ since i want to serve christ we all got to serve christ yo kim you got to stop doing what you've been doing for 36 years however old kim kardashian is she got to be at least 36 my nigga so yeah all the, all the shit you've been doing your whole life yeah let's scrap that because i'm on a new wave now you my wife you my wife it's not like, yo, we're married to one another. You, my wife, you need to do what I need you to be doing or else that's problematic. That shit is whack. And there's niggas that's like that. There's niggas like, yo, I changed my mind about this. You got to acquiesce to the things I want you to do. That shit is weak. You know what I mean? And as far as me being on other shows, I do want to be on other shows. I do want to be on Horrible Decisions. I do want to be on really Brilliant Idiots. I do want to be on Flagrant 2. And I do want to get my weight up to where I'm on It's The Real. These are things I want to do. This shit is going to take time. It's going to take patience. And it's going to take for me to get my name up, get my notoriety up, get everything up, my views up to where I'm not just wasting niggas time. Now, at one point in time, they'd be like, yo, we see you on the rise. So before you click, we want to have you on here because we see something in you. But unfortunate for me, that's just not where I'm at right now. So I just need to grind and keep working. And horrible decisions, brilliant idiots, flagrant too. Uh, it's the real the reason why I want to be on those four particular shows is because I believe once I'm on those shows My life will change for the better. I'll have more viewership people will hear how well-spoken I am people will hear my Outlook on things people will see that they really can resonate with me more than they probably can do with anyone else There's a million there's a million niggas that's like me But there's not a million niggas that can say the things the way that I'm willing to say You know what I'm saying it's kind of like what Leor Cohen told Irv Gotti, I'm sorry, what Irv Gotti told Leo Cohen, or some shit like that, to where I believe they was having a conversation, and Irv was like, yo, there's only one person like Jay-Z, but there's a million niggas like DMX, and when he was mocking about the barking and shit like that, like, you just gotta, you're only gonna fuck with someone based on the story that they provide to you. If you can't see yourself in that person, if you can't really align yourself with that person's methodology, nobody's going to give a fuck about you. There's a reason why I don't command 2,000 views in episodes but I have 500 ratings. Oh, I'm hoping that I have 500 ratings because niggas fuck with me. And when I get on these shows, more people will start fucking with me and then I can really be lit. So I want to thank you so much for uh, emailing me. I really appreciate that, V. And please leave a voice note next time because that's the shit that I'm on. Uh, speaking of voice notes... No, 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 no. I'm not going to get to that yet. Because I do have a voice note um, email, but I'm going to save that for next week. All right. Where are we at? We at 18 minutes? 19 minutes? All right. My nigga, Reek. This is coming from Quincy. Uh, club advice for Cousin Q. Huge fan of the new podcast. 9.2 was by far your best work to date. Uh, all right. 
about a month ago, but this email came on October 23rd, so you typed in a few weeks ago. Anywho, monkey punching homeboy in attempted school shooting made me spit up my coffee. <laughs> Facts, my nigga. If I see somebody with the ratchet and I see somebody going for that shit, I am monkey punching that nigga. Are you kidding me? I'm not talking to him. I'm not going to try to fucking calm him down. I'm going to attack that nigga with brute force and restrain him till people come because I ain't going out like that. Anywho. I live in Buffalo, but I travel to NYC. I travel to the NYC area a few times a year. I used to spend my summers in the Farmingdale, Amityville area. Hey, that's what's up, my nigga. I'm from Amityville, and my uncle retired near Montauk, so I'm familiar with Long Island to a degree as well. But back to my original question: I've been all over NYC, but I've never been out clubbing because I'm still trying to understand the logistics of the club move. Does everyone catch the train? Is parking lot pimping not a thing? How do you club hop with these restrictions? I'm trying to wrap my head around trying to GMAC on the train ride. If that makes any sense. Thanks for any advice on this matter. Peace King Cousin Q sent from my iPhone. Well, Quincy, I'm here to talk to you about the club experience in NY. It's absolutely, positively atrocious. Nobody's having any fun. But what I will say is, if you, um... If you get into a few pockets, you can really have a good time. So let me tell you how it works, right? You're going to catch no wreck on the train. You're going to catch no wreck outside. Parking lot pimping, playing outside, playing the let out, that shit is a dub. What you have to do is you have to work swiftly and you have to work consciously when you're in a spot. Now, as far as the clubs are concerned, what I would suggest is you go to events. Now, curated events that have themes to them seemingly is the wave. Day parties are also the wave. Uh, shout out to something. I believe the link up is coming with Taiki Bond. That's something dope that you should do. Get you get. I'm, I'm going to say this to you. If you're in New York or if you frequent New York, do me a favor. Download What's the Move NYC. Download that app. If you download that app. You'll see everything going on literally all day. You'll see happy hours. You'll see events. You'll see a little shit that you can go on as far as dates are concerned. But if you're going to be in Montauk, if you're going to be in Amityville, what I'll tell you right now, there's nothing to do in Long Island. Now, there's a strip in Astoria where there's a whole bunch of hookah lounges. You can do that. Um, I'm pretty sure if you put hookah lounge in Astoria, you'll see a whole bunch of things. It's all going to be one right next to one next to each other that's one market that you can tap you want to really get on your shit um there's also uh steinway there's another strip where there's mad clubs in queens but i'm not really like the big club type you have a whole bunch of clubs in new york especially on friday nights where they should be fake packed depending on the day that you go but clubs are very hit or miss but if you go to events the events that are curated with someone that has an idea about something, like similar to me that I just did with Jack in the Box, that's where you can start meeting people. You know what I mean? Or, all in all, you can do the cheat code. Sunday morning, go to Woodland. It's a fucking spot in NYC. It's next to sugarcane and fucking um, bleachers and all that type of shit. And from there, you can start to maneuver because there's 333 Lounge there. And in the neighboring Brooklyn community, it's all about... The person that's throwing a party but if you were like you know what i don't know nobody i don't follow nobody woodland astoria queens go to hookah lounges and astoria queens you'll see a whole bunch of them um sobs um a whole bunch of clubs that i just i just they're just not clicking at me tau there's like there's a whole bunch of spots that i've been to uh on some birthday show whatever have you but when in doubt what's the move nyc and when you get into a spot 
And when you finally lock down, if you want to go to like a nice calm lounge, you have to work like a surgeon when you get into these spots. These women get approached all the fucking time. You have to be different. You can't be like, yo, Ma, what's up? What you doing after this? Nah, you have to be fucking convincing. You have to be creative. You have to get, you have to buy a woman a drink. But you have to work with precision. You have to be like, all right, I'm walking in here. I'm be here for three hours. I'm going to talk. I'm going to scope out the room. If a girl's looking at me, I'm attacking. This is and that. You're not going to catch no wreck. You're not going to bag no joints on the train. That's just what. That's just number one. You're not going to bag no joints playing the outside. That's number two. You're not going to bag no joints after the party. That's number three. You have to work like a surgeon in the party. What I would suggest you do is if you're working like a surgeon, the very woman, you can, you're not going to bag like seven to eight women. That shit is a dub. It's not 2011 no more. You walk into the spot. You find two women, one in a backup. You spend a lot of time with that woman consensually. Make sure she's not uncomfortable. If she's giving you rhythm and she's talking to you, whatever. If she's letting you like feel on her arm and all that type of shit. If she's letting you close proximity with her. I'm going to say this again. If you see that she's not uncomfortable with you doing so, then I right, you can start to maneuver like that. You can start to really say your two-piece. Like, yo, this is not, I'm out here. Uh, I got family out here. I'm going to be out here not for too long. What you doing after this? I would love to see you. This is not, but you have to work smooth. You can't bag like seven bitches. You have to focus on two. The one girl you hope to leave with or the second girl you hope to leave with. And if you leave with neither, you leave out the spot with two joints and you'll link up with them the next day. Because what I will say is this, with New York women in particular, if you get, if they give you your number, you're on the clock. You have to develop a date. And one thing I'll say, people talk about how rude women are in New York. People talk about how um how nasty women are in New York. People talk about how manly women are in New York. Not like physically, but just the way they speak and whatever have you. If you get the attention of a New York woman and you ask her on a date, more times than not, she's not going to front on you. And that's your time to shine. If your date is a dub, that's it. But if your date is a success, they fuck with you forever. Because one thing about New York women, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you. Because there's so many niggas trying to get their math. If you're the chosen person that they give that math to, that's what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's my advice to you, my nigga Q. With that being said, I'm going to go to the next email. And this is coming from Alan. And this is entitled Fighting. And this possibly might be my last email. Morning's good brother. You can call me AM. All right, Alan, AM, whatever fuck you want me to call you. Uh, I won't say your last name because, come on, my nigga, I'm a better person than that. I think I've heard on the last two or three different podcasts about how good of a fighter you are. Have there been any fights you were uncertain if you would come out victorious? Does victory even really matter to you? What about a fight that was so despicable that you were embarrassed for your opponent after the fact? Just out of curiosity. Love the podcast. Stay hydrated. And I'm ready for some goddamn dressing next month. Bless up. <laughs> Please believe you. All right, you said this shit October 24th, so that means you're talking about Reek Week. Reek Week is definitely happening, my nigga AM. So, all right, here's the thing about me and fighting, right? As far as what you're asking me, uh, would I ever leave somebody, like, utterly destroyed? Nah, like, I won a few fights, and I mean, I got jumped. The only time I lost to fight is when I got jumped. But here's the thing with me. I'm not the best fighter. I don't have the most sound technique. I've never taken a... Uh, a defense a self-defense class i've never taken a boxing class i've never taken taekwondo but because of where i'm from it's just rooted in me 
to fight that's just what it is like i'm someone that will meet an extreme with an extreme so i feel as though there's some fighting in the air or i feel as though there's fisticuffs in the air or i feel like i'm being threatened in any way i'm ready to attack you but here's the thing about me my nigga am i have incredibly brittle hands so i'm more prone to talk shit out with you more than you're probably more prone to talk shit out with me not because i'm scared of you but because I know I'll be colossally hurt or I'll be hurt in a colossal fashion. Colossally is not a word. Sorry about that. I'll be hurt in a colossal fashion. My hands are incredibly brittle. I can't fly to you. Like I have to wear gloves when I work out. I wear gloves when I do yard work. I have to wear gloves when I'm doing anything. Push-ups, nigga. Opening juice. Like my hands fucking suck. I, I, I will never, ever throw a haymaker. Like here's my fighting style, my nigga. And I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it real with everybody that's listening to me. I hope I never get into a fight again. But if I do, here's my strategy. I have confidence that I will hit you more than you'll hit me, right? And I believe I'm elusive enough to, like, avoid getting slammed or whatever have you. And there's, like, certain things and certain ways I can move my body to where, like, even if I'm losing the fight, I can dictate how badly I get beat up just based off of just little, like, ducking techniques and shit that I've developed, whatever have you. I'm a terrible wrestler, so if you get me on the ground, I'm going to do everything. It's just adrenaline kicking in at that point. But my thing is this. I, I punch. I'm a puncher. So I pop out, hit you in the face, pop out, hit you in the face, hit you in the neck, try to hit you in the shoulder. And I mean, hit you with some body shots, hit you with some shit. Uh, with my um, with my elbow, try to hit you with my forearm. Know what I'm saying? Try to utilize open palm slaps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to your temple, so you can be disoriented. Like I'm someone that's like I'm a surgeon when it comes to. I know I've been using surgeon a lot. I'm like a surgeon when it comes to fighting because it's like if I hit you too hard, I will be the person that gets hurt. I I'm, I wasn't blessed with like those big hands that those you know those people that can just like knock you out and like and they'll be alright. Their hands are just like naturally like meatier than other people and they have like more skin going around the knuckle and shit like that. I don't have that. I do have knockout power, but I don't have knockout resistance as far as my hand is concerned. So if I hit you as hard as my can if I hit you as hard as I can, my hand is done. Like it's fucking finished. I'm fucking done. Probably my wrist too. My whole shit's gonna shatter. So but it's just like showing weakness is not where I'm from. Anybody from Amityville, especially Emerald Lane, like, we just know that when it comes down to fighting, this is just a part of life. Like, niggas got, got to give it up sometimes. And I'm more than willing to give it up. But I hate giving it up because I'm always the person that's probably more hurt than the other man. So I'm just like a super duper, I jab, you know what I mean, uppercuts, um, not, not too many hooks, but like overhand shit. Like, my thing is this. If you look at someone that isn't trained as a fighter, they have terrible punching technique, right? So just overhand right, overhand left, overhand right. And everything is utilized like they're trying to give you a hug, right? Everything is just swinging and swinging. But there's no straight line to their punching. Me, I'm a straight line puncher. So I understand that as opposed to me doing overhands all goddamn day, I'm going to punch you straight in your face. Boom! Now, I mean, straight jab, straight jab to the left, straight jab. Ask my niggas posture all of them. I've always been good with jabbing niggas. So I jab you. Boom, 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 boom. Then I hit you with like some, like I I'm, I hit you with like combinations and shit like that. And then when you try to grab me, then it's just like adrenaline at that point And me just using my power just to make sure you don't get me off my feet. So I never left nobody like embarrassed, no shit like that. But you, I can, you can bet your bottom dollar. There's no one in the history of mankind that challenged me to the fight while I was immediately with it. Um, I never cop please anybody. The only time that I look to talk it out is before like the cop and please portion. So 
And those people are like, yo, my nigga, what's up? My shit like, oh, what up then, nigga? What the fuck is going on? But if niggas talk to me, like, yo, bro, what is all this that I hear? Then I'm willing to talk shit out with you. Like, yo, bro, I didn't say that. This isn't that. But if I'm met with the energy, like, yo, you trying to whatever, whatever, I'm with it. And I've always been with it. I'm always going to be with it. But hopefully, I'll never have to be with it ever again. Because I'm about to be 30, and my hands are not getting younger. Uh, with that being said, that's going to conclude uh 13.3 i want to thank everyone that uh gave the emails in i have a whole bunch more to get to someone did send me a voice note i ask all of you guys to please send voice notes i just want to i mean i want to do some innovative shit i know everybody does emails or whatever have you but i don't hear too many podcasts that have people emailing voice notes i mean uh please don't try to dm me on the gram like yo i don't know how to do that shit so i'm a fucking voice note you on here because i need things to be linear i need things to be right in front of my face i know if i go to goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com i have my segment for the day i know exactly who i need to talk to and now i'm thinking about it i need way more of you i have about 20 unread emails but next week is reek week and i'm gonna start running low on material so please 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 Send more emails in. Send me emails. If you know what, if you're like, yo, Reek, I don't know what to write about. I got you. You can write about uh, a terrible Thanksgiving uh, experience that you had. You can tell me about a popping Thanksgiving experience that you had. Not for nothing, I was told that the night before Thanksgiving is one of the best and um, biggest club nights probably in America. So tell me a night where you went out clubbing around Thanksgiving and you came successful with some kitten. Um, what are some other what are some other things tell me a black friday story to where you went to walmart almost got trampled and you try to buy some shit and it just didn't work out into your favor i mean uh yeah subject on the subject line tell me yo uh thanksgiving story or yo story when i wanted to go visit relatives or yo story about black friday um yo uh company potluck yo you would never guess what happened at a friendsgiving I mean, shit like that. I mean, email me all of that. I'm going to be reading that shit all throughout next week because I just don't want to be telling you about my life all throughout the week. We need to be in this together. So with that being said, please, I need more streams of emails coming in and please leave more reviews and ratings on iTunes. With that being said, finally, lastly, without a doubt, without further ado, peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will be speaking to you guys during Reek Week. Holla.